welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. So it's one of our uh, Reunion 2020 episodes where I bring on uh, guests that have been on in the past, and they did so well the first time, I wanted to talk to them again. Uh, so today I have on Jennifer Hu, who is a student over at Wharton studying marketing and business analytics. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Hope everyone is having a good Monday. So I'm excited about um, some interesting things that are happening for you. First of all, you're about to graduate soon, so congratulations. Thank you. Very excited. Uh, so, um, and I know I want to get into um, influencer and influencer marketing and what that means to you, um, but before we get into that, let's give the audience a little bit of your background. So uh, tell us a little bit more about any uh, projects you're working on and what's going on in your world. Yeah, so um, in addition to being a student, I'm also a part-time content creator slash influencer. Really been trying to niche down uh, lately. So, you know, focusing on petite fashion, especially for, you know, Asian body types, because that can be a bit tricky to deal with, as well as kind of looking at products that really help with Asian skin, since, you know, American brands don't quite understand the intricacies of Asian skincare. Um, so yeah, definitely like working on that. And then I've been partnering with my latest brand collaboration that I've really enjoyed is I've been partnering with Express every month. Uh, so in addition to getting free clothes, I mean, I also get a free pass to showcase new looks and try out new stuff. So it has been great. That's awesome. Um, and I think that's also a, a great transition into what the world of influencer marketing means. Um, so first off, uh, first off, just for the audience, I don't want to assume that everybody knows what that is. Um, just explain what influencer marketing means in your own words. Yeah, sure. So influencer marketing is kind of this way of getting ordinary people who talk about, you know, niches that they like. So, for example, you could have a fashion blogger that a brand works with. And the idea is, you know, especially with influencers recently, they've pivoted away from working with celebrities to working with everyday people. And the intention being that the micro-influencer, the one that's not a celebrity, can connect with consumers better, they're more trusted, and they are closer to their followers. So essentially, it's not a one-way street anymore. It's a two-way street. Influencers are kind of looking to their consumers for, you know, how to create content, and consumers are looking to influencers for advice on multiple topics. So um, once upon a time, and I, li I like that you make the contrast between um, celebrities and the micro-influencer, and you know, once upon a time the idea was, okay, get the biggest name, but the, get the biggest mm -hmm. celebrity on, on your product, which obviously that still works, but mm -hmm. um, for, for all brands it may not work. So meaning mm -hmm. you're trying to launch a new product, you put it on, and I, I've heard stories about you know, a, a celebrity um, in, um, advertising for a brand and, and, and I've heard stories about um, these micro-influencers or just somebody that has a smaller um, base, if you will, um, being better able to really what it's all about and the business owners listening is sell product, right? So ultimately, mm -hmm. Express would, would come to you and they would want you to want to collaborate with you because obviously they want to connect with your audience. 
Um, where do you see kind of this whole trend of influencer marketing going? Because um, it's changed a couple times, in my opinion. The first was from mm -hmm. celebrity to micro. What do you see as kind of next? Because I know you have your finger on this pulse of uh, what's going on. So it's kind of interesting because I think brands will continue to look for influencers that have even less followings because the idea mm -hmm. is people with, say, 2K followers will, you know, have a more engaged audience. And also there's the factor of cost. Because the second that the cost of hiring an influencer increases, they're going to go back to traditional media or they're going to spend less on influencer marketing. But I do see that influencer marketing, especially on social media channels, is becoming very critical to the marketing mix. Um, so, yeah, you're still going to see celebrities. It's not like brands are going to completely pivot to micro-influencers. They're going to start to recognize that different tiers of influencers have different impact on you know, whether a customer buys their product or not, some could be for awareness, some could be for conversion. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why you would hire influencers. But second, and most importantly, is they're really going to think of influencers as part of subcultures. So as, you know, I just, as I found out in my digital marketing class, and he also happens to be my thesis advisor, um, Dr. Rob Berman talks a lot about the long tail effect, which is basically the internet has an infinite amount of possibilities. That means you're going to discover an infinite amount of subcultures, an infinite amount of niches. So the idea is influencers can help brands tap into these different niches and subcultures, which I think is really exciting. And um, so that being said, so what are you, and as an influencer, what are ways that you like to be worked with? Because I don't want to assume that um, that you know, it's, it's different now. So, uh, you know, um, for a brand or for a product to want to approach and to um, an influencer to get them to represent their product, what are some best practices for the people that are listening that are considering going down this route and how to connect with different influencers that might, um, might have an audience that they want to reach? Totally. So just like how you have product market fit in marketing, I would argue the same goes for influencers. So in addition to I think, first off, it's very important to kind of look at their engagement ratio. I think it's, you know, been said and it has been found by, you know, Unilever and all these influencer marketing agencies that fake followings are really costing brands a lot of their marketing dollars that could be spent more effectively. So one way to do it is to, you know, check the Instagrammer's engagement rate or the influencer's engagement rate per se. And then second, kind of look at the content. So you want to make sure that the content is very pertinent and relevant to what you're selling. And third, it would be very interesting to do a sentiment analysis of comments to kind of see where the general trend is. If you, the audience is basically neutral about a product, then you may or may not want to work with that influencer because you kind of want the audience to have an actual opinion um, because the idea is, you know, in China especially, influencers are seen as key opinion leaders. And I'm not saying that there's a direct, you know, relationship between the U.S. and the East, um, but we can kind of borrow some, you know, models from China and kind of look at influencers in that way. Let's talk a little bit about platforms. So meaning um, for product slash um, audience you're trying to reach. Um, what are some best practices of, um, of how business owners should think about reaching an influencer that has the right um, niche and or target audience um, on the right platform? Because I think it does make a difference. Totally. So I would... Just like how in customer segmentation you kind of can segment by age, the idea is you should look for 
what age cohorts are dominant on what platforms. So for example, again, going back to, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You can't just say, I'm gonna have Instagram and I'm done. You need to have a marketing mix again. Um, so if you wanna reach Gen Z, uh, like 15 year olds, 14 year olds, I, I guess I'm kind of Gen Z, but I'm also Gen Y, so. Uh, but you would want to reach teenagers on TikTok um, and especially create fun, engaging videos that don't really have you know much curation behind it. Although I will say the work is infinitesimal. Just looking at a lot of influencers who've gone on TikTok, they tell me that they spend hours just creating one 15 second video. Um, but if a brand is sizable enough, they can actually create a lot of sway and a lot of momentum on TikTok. So one thing that really strikes me is Chipotle's TikTok challenge. But again, that's for a really big brand because right now TikTok seems to be very effective for huge brands. Um, Instagram is very, very helpful for direct-to-consumer uh, brands, especially looking at how Instagram has launched the shoppable feature. Um, there's not much data surrounding that right now, but I anticipate that you could easily incorporate that into figuring out how much customers are retained from social media and how influencers are performing. So I think those metrics will be very helpful. That's awesome. And um, wh what do you think about the whole idea of um, so brands when they're collaborating? So, so again, you you mentioned you mentioned a um, Chipotle, which obviously that's a huge mm -hmm. brand, huge example. What do you think are some ideas for some of those smaller companies? Let's think there's a, there's a, you know, a dentist office right now listening, or mm -hmm. a chiropractor, or a law or a law office, and they're they're listening to this conversation right now, and they're they're, they're kind of like, okay, we've heard this, but this mm -hmm. doesn't apply to us. Um, can you give us some examples of how it does apply to them and why they should still consider going that route? So with TikTok, um, I had the pleasure of finding this guy. His name is Top Dog Law. So he basically does 15-second clips of him running around Philadelphia giving advice on what to do. So he's a personal injury lawyer. And what I found hilarious was when he was just standing in the middle of the street yelling about what happens, what, should, what are the three steps you should take if you are accused of a crime on New Year's Eve. And he outlines this beautifully. And then the next thing, he stands in front of a bus and he's like, what do you do when you get run over by a bus? One, two, three, bam. So I think that's the same, that's the same thing you can apply to chiropractors. So for example, if the chiropractor could be like, so if you find yourself in a car accident, do one, two, three. Or like talk about how do you keep your posture straight? Which honestly, I need this advice. So he could be like, oh, you do one, this, two, this, three, this. And that is a 15-second clip right there. And honestly, TikTok isn't just for teenagers anymore. People really want to be educated. That's probably why Gary Vee is hopping onto TikTok as we speak, because he's like, hey, I can share all this business advice, and people have low attention spans, but 15 seconds is enough to get their attention, and it's memorable. So it's a good That's way awesome. to, yeah, personalize specific great industry. great <laughs> examples um so jennifer um so if somebody's listening to this and mm -hmm. they want to uh to reach out to you or to learn more about influencer marketing or just to connect what's the best way for them to do that yeah totally they can connect with me on linkedin um my linkedin is just my name jennifer who um the last name is spelled h-u and if they want to see fashion, beauty, lifestyle content, or if they want to work with me, um, I'm always open to that. My Instagram username is at Jen, J-E-N dot A dot H-U. And Perfect. they can also reach me by email. 
Um, I have two, but I can just give my personal. It's J-E-N-N-I-S-E-R-H-U-1789 at gmail.com. Those are all ways to contact me. Fantastic. Well, hey, Jennifer, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and um, all the great work you're doing as an influencer and educating our audience on influencer marketing. Um, And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Jennifer, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much.